Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Throw Podcast. Today, we are talking Bitcoin replacing traditional currency, Zcash instead of Lumens showing up on Kingdom Trust, and Facebook rumors keep swirling. And then finally, in our main topic, we're discussing the 90s.com bubble. That's right. We're discussing it. This crypto crash, if there ever is one. This will help Throw Podcast starting now. Welcome to Thriller with Car Gonzalez, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, via SoundCloud and supported by listeners like you. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Podcast. Today is July 9th, 2018. Let's jump into the news. We've got a lot to talk about. So it looks like Facebook has named their chief of blockchain and the Coinbase rumors are swirling again. So Facebook continues to circle the crypto landscape in ways that seem to be leading to larger initiatives later this year. Rumors surrounding potential acquisitions connected to cryptocurrency plays haven't slowed down. And the naming of a blockchain executive is even more interesting. Evan Chang is their very first director of engineering of blockchain. It has been reported by TechCrunch, and we have seen it uh, updated on his LinkedIn profile. So we all know Facebook banned cryptocurrencies earlier this year, and then in a turn of events, <laughs> they went ahead and re-added them. So now you can do some crypto-created or crypto-created cryptocurrency-related advertising. But we know that uh, the old uh, one-two Zuckerberg is kind of hesitant on what he's allowing there, and we know that he had promised earlier at the end of, actually at the beginning of this year, he said that Facebook Facebook was going to get into blockchain, and we then heard. When they went to Congress and they had that whole debacle, and then we came on the episode and we said, "Hey, Facebook's going to do blockchain now." It almost seemed like they're they positioned themselves to do blockchain technology, right? So, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, go back and check last season's episode of Facebook Blockchain. It was very interesting. But there's even more kind of strange, kind of swirlings happening. So check this out. So Viber is a competitor directly to WhatsApp. And they just announced that they're going to launch their very own cryptocurrency. Well, Facebook owns WhatsApp, and Viber is their direct competitor. So meanwhile, while all this is getting set up, WhatsApp is going to be launching their own payments here at the end of August. And what this does, this gives a reason for the old Zuckerberg to create his own crypto. I don't know if he will, but I do know it'll be something. It's kind of like I think they'll build the technology to have payments very fast or maybe even use, you know, Ripple's technology. Who knows what they're going to do, right? But I have a feeling that something's going to get created and it's going to create kind of like, you know, I have a feeling that we all know Zuckerberg likes to steal ideas, right? So I have a feeling he might just steal Steam's ideas. And I have a feeling that whenever there's a like or whenever there's a, um, you know, a comment or something, I think... I think there's going to be some kind of tipping incentive. I really do believe that. I think I think he's going to roll something like that out. And it would make sense because IGTV, Instagram TV just rolled out a week ago or two weeks ago. 
And they said that they're going to talk about monetization later on. And we know Facebook owns Instagram. So it would make sense for them to create their own kind of crypto, very similar to what Steam is doing. And and if they do that, then you would have all these creators getting paid and no one would, no one would want to leave Facebook's platform. It would create a lot of profit for them. And I think this kind of unified payments across all their brands would, would actually work. But who knows if that's, this is all speculation on my part. It's just what it looks like from the outside looking in because I've been following this whole Facebook search for some time. Or they could do the easy route and just buy Coinbase. <laughs> you know, they're the most popular cryptocurrency exchange in the US. So if they just buy Coinbase, I think they'll be set too as well. But I think what they should do is exactly what I said. I think that would be the best bet. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Next up, we got Zcash and Stellar Lumens. That's right. So they are being added to Kingdom Trust. And Kingdom Trust is a custodian regulated by the South Dakota Division of Banking. Now, this is very important. So Zcash and Stellar Lumens are listed as acceptable cryptocurrency investments by them. Their current client base holds an approximate 100,000 clients under $12 billion in management assets. So prior to this, the consortium has introduced seven cryptocurrencies to its list. And those were Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, XRP, I mean, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Ethereum Classic, and Bitcoin Gold. And they're adding two more, Stellar Lumens, and of course, Zcash. So this is good news. And the reason this is good news, guys, and ladies, and children, and whoever's out there. The reason it's good news is because, you know, I'm a big fan of XLM. I'm a big fan of Stellar. It's kind of the <laughs> it's kind of the coin that I shill on this podcast. If there's ever a coin that I shill on this podcast that's not Bitcoin, it's Stellar Lumens. It's XLM, right? You guys know it. I'm biased on it. Do not believe me when it comes to Stellar. Uh, I'm, I'm so far in it. Like, don't even believe me because I'm probably shilling it, right? But the, for all the Stellar people that are holding um, XLM, I will say this is good news because we know that the Security Exchange Commission is going to be coming out with what they consider to be cryptocurrencies. And if the South Dakota Division of Banking has already added Zcash, which we know is not a security, if they're saying that's a crypto and then they're also saying XLM is a cryptocurrency, well, that's great, too, because technically it is. I mean, it really is. Um, So this is good news. Hopefully this will will bring on more investors into the space that want to you know hold xlm i think it's i think it's great news when i saw this i was just surprised that it got added because man we know the type of you know blockchain project they are i mean they just recently announced stellar x and it's going to be a crypto space that universally allows smooth exchange of fiat bonds and cryptocurrencies and commodities so once they once they enable like their wallet trading and their deposit and withdrawal of off-chain assets, like once they enable all that stuff, dude, sky's the limit, man. And then it doesn't hurt that they're still, you know, working with IBM. Anyways, I thought that was great news for XLM. I'm super bullish on seller. So don't listen to me on any of that stuff. But when I saw that news, I was like, woohoo. Anyways, let's get on to the next piece of news. So Charles Hoskinson has finally come out and said, you know, there's really no collaboration with Google. And he did that because there were so many people going crazy over, you know, um, Cardano and Google working together, possibly. It makes sense. You have, you know, one of the smartest tech companies out there in the space, Google, and you have one of the smartest blockchain companies in the space, which is Cardano. And, um, 
it would make sense for them to form a marriage or at least form some kind of bond. But he said, you know, to clarify, there is no partnership. And he said, and I quote, Google is a multinational company. It is one of the largest, most powerful engineering companies in the world. They have some phenomenal scientists working at Google, from world famous cryptographers to InfoSec people. If Google is going to do a cryptocurrency, Google does not need to partner with Ethereum or Bitcoin or anything else. They're just going to go ahead and do their own thing. He further added and said, Google is a good patron of open source technology, and many of their employees do invest their weekends at least one a day a week on contributing to open source project. And Google does have a very large internal cryptocurrency, blockchain mailing list, and a lot of their employees love this space. So he concluded by saying that Google would go its own way and do its own thing at a high level like Microsoft, Apple, and Facebook. He said that there is always an opportunity for them to collaborate. And if they have some idea or if Google has some idea, they would definitely go ahead and pursue it. So he's basically saying, calm the hell down, people. Calm the hell down. So our next piece of news is Bitcoin. And apparently it's going to be replacing traditional currency within the next 10 years. So as outlined by The Independent, researcher Professor William Nottenbelt and Dr. Zenep Guwak. Sorry, I'm totally botched that, I'm sure. The two claim that digital currencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum have already passed one of their three fundamental tests and become a bona fide currency acting as a store of value. They reference three main criteria for currencies being able to act as a store of value, a medium of exchange and a unit of account. Bitcoin and the other major cryptocurrencies are already serving one of those roles as millions of people are using them as a store of value. Moving forward, the coins need to fulfill the two remaining roles necessary to become a legitimate currency, they say. So, yeah. It's, it's great news to hear, you know, people who have, you know, doctorates and uh, other forms of academics <laughs> degrees. But I would say I would say one thing, you know, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. I, I'm do, I did some research for tonight's episode on the 90s, you know, dot com bubble. And there's a lot of things going on that I'm going to present to you all. Uh, it's 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 a lot to take in. It was a lot of stuff that I didn't really want to share because I feel it was too much FUD. But I feel like I have to be honest. So, yeah. Anyways, let's get into our interesting video of the day. Thriller podcast. Interesting crypto video of the day. So today's interesting video is pretty scary. Um, Not scary like, you know. You're going to poop your pants or something. No, like scary. Like it, it kind of freaked me out. So apparently there's this crypto trader going inside this cave and he heard some weird sounds and something happened. And um, it's it's pretty serious. So check this out. Almost a foot in diameter, the big cross timber. So they had to put big ones in here to hold up all of this rock. You can see right here where, where some of these boards are bending. Do you hear that? Sounds like, uh... What, is that wind? Can you, I don't know if you can hear that on the camera. Do you hear that? It stopped. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. I had to do that. It was so it's so funny. It was so funny. I saw it today on Reddit. It, it cracked me up. But uh, it, it's probably better if you if you watch it. Go to Reddit. Type in uh, Big Connect Cave. <laughs> it's it's freaking hilarious. Anyways, I, I I lowered down the volume because I didn't want you guys to get really stung in your ear. But it, like it does this really high frequency Big Connect sound, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not trying to kill their ears, you know. So. <laughs> Anyways, with that, let's get into our... That's right. Oh, snap. It's Coin Talk. Totally forgot about that. Man, we haven't talked coin in, what, four days? Yeah, four or five days? No, five days. Anyways, let's jump into Coin Talk. It is time. Only crypto, coins, trade, predictions ahead. It is what you spend all day wondering isn't it this crypto dream only on coin talk coin talk that's right coin talk but before we jump into that i got a couple got a couple things we got to touch on i want to thank everybody who came out for the um Hangout on Friday. Had a good time. We talked a lot about a lot of different things. I think we discussed uh, the Bitcoin price falling. Um, um, There's some talk about Stellar. There's some talk about, you know, Sia Coin and everything like that. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a really a great time. I want to thank everybody who showed up. It was just a good time. So thanks to Matthew. Thanks to Zamped. Thanks to Kevin. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just a great time. And then also want to let everybody know that. Um, so we did our raffle for this free thousand Sia coin on Friday, had a little bit of a mishap with Binance that I posted a video on Instagram TV. But um, yeah, I got all that situated. I think the only person that hasn't redeemed their thousand coins is uh, is Edward. So Edward, if you're out there. Um, shoot me your Sia wallet address and I'm going to send those coins right to you. Just waiting on that. And then also want to thank everybody that has been following us on Twitter these days. So our Twitter is blowing up and um, that's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So thank you to all our new followers that's following us on Twitter. Um, Also want to give you guys a special shout out on Instagram TV. So we started doing Instagram TV shows, I guess they're called snippets, whatever day in the lives. I'm not sure. We're posting those every day now. So I'm pretty much doing an Instagram TV show every single day. It's probably going to get boring after a while. But the way I look at it is I want to give you guys a glimpse into my daily kind of routine, what I do. Um, We went house hunting this weekend and uh, we were trying to pay with Bitcoin. So check out if you're interested in seeing that, go check out our Instagram, follow us, like it comment uh let me know what you think that's on our instagram tv um yeah so it's it's been a pretty crazy busy weekend we're gonna we're gonna do a youtube show probably either tonight if we finish the podcast early or tomorrow i'm gonna try to do youtube shows maybe three times a week for sure one on the weekend for sure one on thursday and and maybe one on friday but we're gonna try to shoot like three episodes of youtube shows at least three times a week so if you're not following us on youtube Head over there. Our YouTube channel is called Thriller Crypto. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for that. Uh, so 
If you guys are interested in more of Thriller Podcast, check out our YouTube channel. That's that's where we're doing stuff now. So we're pretty much everywhere now, I feel. We're hitting the podcast stuff, hitting the YouTube stuff, hitting the Twitter stuff, hitting Instagram. I think the only thing that we're not hitting full full cylinder is Snapchat. But, you know, once we get more followers for Snapchat, we will. Um, but, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all we got to cover. And, yeah. Anyways, with that, let's play our disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he thinks can. He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin at $6,700. That's not bad at all, actually. $6,700. At least it's not $5,700. That's all I got to say. Got Ethereum at $476. We got XRP at $0.47. Cents. Bitcoin Cash at $7.33. EOS at $7.75. Damn, EOS is taking some hits, bruh. EOS is taking some hits. You got Litecoin at $80. Bucks. Man, Litecoin is basically $30 more than where it was at last year, uh, around this time, I want to say. We got Stellar at $0.20. Cents. Whew, Stellar, on the other hand, it was at $0.03, cents, $0.02 cents last year at this time. So if you're if you holding Stellar for a full year and you didn't cash out, you're still looking good, personally. That's why I'm like, guys, I'm not trying to show Stellar, but I kind of am. <laughs> no, I really am not. But I, I will say, though, that, man, Stellar... XLM is probably one of the, man, I hate saying this because I don't want to give anybody the clear indication that I know what I'm talking about, about but this stuff. But I feel like personally, personally, I feel like XLM is the safest coin out there besides Bitcoin and maybe Litecoin. The only reason I say that is there's actual utility being worked on with Stellar. Other than like, because think about Ethereum personally was never actually really created to be used as currency. I mean, that's what Vitalik says, right? If we really believe what he says, but I don't know. I feel like Stellar just has a lot going for it. Personally, I feel like I feel like, you know, yeah, Bitcoin, you have Ethereum. And then after that list, if you look at XRP, Bitcoin Cash, EOS or Litecoin, I would put Stellar above EOS. I'd put Stellar above Bitcoin Cash. I'd put Stellar above XRP, you know. That's just me personally. And it's come a long way. Like, it's come a long way in less than a year. And um, I'm riding or dying with Stellar, honestly. I mean, I have a lot of these coins in the top 10. I have almost every single one except for IOTA or Tether, actually. Yeah, I just don't have any Tether or IOTA. But other than that, I mean, all these coins in the top 10, we got them. We got them. Um, But I just, I just don't, um, I don't know. I, I just, I just, when it comes to these currencies, I'm, you know, Bitcoin, I'm bullish on Ethereum, I'm bullish this year on for sure. And Stellar, I'm just bullish in general with it. You know, I feel like the team behind it is doing a great job and it's it's a good project, man. And everybody in the crypto industry respects it. That's a that that goes a long way. It really does. They they're not out there trying to shill stuff. Um, they let their product speak for itself. Same thing that Cardano does. You know, it's another you know, that's another crypto that I, I love as well, too. Cardano, it's at 13 cents right now. And um, it's good to see both of them in the top 10 together. 
because we've been following him for a long time and you know and it's good to see that you know two great minds behind stellar and you know cardano like it's just awesome personally i'm just a fan i don't know what else to say i'm just a fan and at this point i'm just gushing over the both of them but yeah i'm bullish and seller you guys know that i mean you know we really should call it the stellar showcast because <laughs> you know you know as much as much talk as we do about stellar you know i just i just i just think it's i just think it's the best honestly but anyways um bitcoin it's looking good right now. It's actually looking really well. We got a lot to cover in the main topic, so I don't want to. Yeah, there's a, there's just a lot. We'll, we'll discuss more in the main topic, but I will say this real quick that um, you know after doing this whole research on the '90s bubble, I I realized that you know some of the stuff that we're in right now was very much you know a bubble. Uh, it was earlier in the year. And um, some interesting facts, though, that pertain to that and how crypto is different, though. So there's also a glimmer of hope in there. I don't want you guys to think that I'm just providing FUD because I'm not. There's actually really good hope in there that I saw. Uh, I'm hoping for that, you know. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it more. We got NEO at $36. We got Tron at $0.03. Cents. So it looks like Tron is going to be announcing something here at the end of July. Another thing that, you know, Justin Sun loves to do, announce announcements about announcements. <laughs> he likes to announce things saying he's going to announce things on a given date that he'll announce it. And then when he announced those things, it never turns out to be worth, you know, much. Well, technically it was a mainnet, Yeah. Um, I, I think this one is just going to be probably just like the Tron VM that they're going to be launching, which is big, but yeah. Um, we got Monero at 135. We got Dash at 232. Got Ethereum Classic at 18 bucks. Man, Ethereum Classic was pumping over the weekend. Um, I'm still holding mine. I'm wondering if you guys are holding yours. I mean, I mean Ethereum Classic is going to hit Coinbase here in August. Who knows where it's going to get at? We know it hit $32 at the beginning of this year, so we would assume it would get to 32 bucks. But the way crypto has been this year, I wouldn't be surprised if it tells off at 26 honestly. I mean, we were expecting 40 from EOS, and EOS tailed off at 22 25 before everybody just kind of cashed in. Um, I would like to think Ethereum Classic would get at least at 32 before people would cash out, you know? But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Coinbase is now a totally different beast, you know? Um, that's why I think it'd be great if Facebook bought them because I don't think Facebook would be as biased towards adding cryptos as Coinbase is. And yeah, I know there's, you know, whole SEC regulation and stuff like that, but I feel like, I feel like the team behind Coinbase is, you know, they're big, they're Bitcoin maximalists. So they're not going to just allow anything in there that doesn't compete with Bitcoin. You know, I hate to sound like that kind of guy, but it's a truth. Um, I would do the same thing too if I was, you know, holding a lot of Bitcoin and I didn't want another crypto to succeed. I would do my best to. I mean, I do do that already, right? Because think about it. I'm here on the podcast. I'm talking about Stellar, <laughs> and then I also we have ThrillerCrypto.com where I don't allow any any uh, CoinDesk, you know, news at all. <laughs> like I took out CoinDesk. Like so, no, you'll never find any news on CoinDesk at thrillercrypto.com because they just provide so much FUD that I don't even want to see it on the site. So it's like one of those things where like even I totally understand where they're coming from. I get it. But it's kind of like, of course, they're going to do that. Right. So it's you got to know about people's biases and especially in crypto. I feel like not too many people are upfront about it as much as I am. There's probably a 
couple other people that I've seen on YouTube that are very upfront about their biases, but mostly everybody will let you think that they're not holding a particular coin or not doing anything. And it's just obviously that they're just trying to, you know, get you to buy in so they can, you know, cash out. It's kind of shady, really. That was another reason we wanted to start a YouTube show because we felt like that was going on too much. And it was just downright disgusting that people were falling for these tricks over and over and over again, just like BitConnect and all these other things. So yeah, it's just it's just nuts, man. Anyways, I got side I got sidetracked right there. But anyways, yeah, Ethereum Classic hits Coinbase. That's gonna be good. Uh, NEM at seventeen cents. Man, I don't know where NEM is gonna go these days. You know, somebody reached out to me on Reddit and they messaged me. And was wondering my opinion on NEM. I told him I don't know, man. Ever since. Ever since that hack happened earlier this year and a lot of NEM was stolen, they really haven't recovered. Um, I don't even know how they're still in the top 20, honestly, to be honest with you. Um, that, that, that was a crypto that was at 99 cents at the height, you know? So we got uh, Tezos at $2.26. We got VeChain at $2.43. We got Zcash at 167 You know, Zcash, man, it's looking like it's going to be a crypto to contend with. Um, there's so much, you know, push behind it that um and they're really forcing it you know you know it's no surprise that dcg is you know the investment company that invests in all these cryptos and other you know blockchain companies in the space and they're really trying to cram zcash down everybody's throats and i feel like you know that's cool that's cool but it's 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 obvious at this point it's 167 and Man, I don't know, man. I feel like it's going to have to become one of those things where I'm going to be like choosing. Should I buy a Monero now? Should I buy Zcash? It's like I'm going to need a hedge, right? And Dash is a community coin, so I'm not worried about Dash. So it's kind of one of those things where I hold some Dash. Then, but that's just a that's just a community coin, right? So then I look at Monero and I look at Zcash and I'm thinking like, ugh. Which one do I hold? Monero? Will the, will the government come after Monero? I know the government will come after Zcash because you got these other you have these other companies, you know, actually backing them. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how Zcash and Monero play out for the rest of the year. If if Zcash ends up taking that spot at number 13 where Monero's at, I think it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but in my head, I'm thinking like, what should I be holding? See, because I even have these questions, guys. Like, I even wondering like, what should I be holding for something like that? I, I think just holding a little bit of both would help. But I'm a Monero fan, right? Uh, we got Ontology at four dollars and ten cents. We got Lisk at five dollars and forty two cents. Got Bitcoin at three tenths of a cent. Bitcoin Gold at thirty bucks. Decreed sixty two dollars. Sia Coin one penny, one penny up four percent. Digibytes at Three pennies. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, we got Steam at $1.48. Uh, we got Verge at $0.02. Cents. Let me just flesh out that thing I said about Steam earlier. Um, I don't think I don't think Facebook is going to get into blockchain just for the technology and just for the privacy. <laughs> like, call me crazy, but I have a feeling they're a company that wants to make money, right? And they don't make money by hiding... Um, <laughs> Not hiding, but they don't make money by or they're not incentivized to hold our hold our data on the blockchain. Right. Or let us control our data on the blockchain. I don't think they're incentivized to do that. There's no money in that. Right. I think the money is them creating their own crypto. Um, And I think that's going to happen, whether the SEC comes after them or however that works. I think that's inevitable. I think it's a safe assumption to make that they are either this year or next year roll out their own cryptocurrency. 
Um, it would just make sense. And if that were to happen, that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna be a one-two Mayweather right in the gut of Steam. <laughs> you know, it sucks too because Steam is a very big community. A lot of people love it. I'm not on there anymore because it's just, it's not my cup of tea, unfortunately. But I do find it fascinating what they're doing there. But um, yeah, it's, I hope they don't do that. I hope uh, Facebook doesn't do that. But if they do, it's, it's going to be in the likes of what Steam is doing. And I'm sure... They are aware of that. And that's where the space is moving anyway. The whole social media space is moving in that direction. A lot of these content creators that are creating for Facebook and creating for Snapchat and creating for Instagram and creating, you know, for all these other social networks, they need to be incentivized. Like they're really like all this, like all the money that's happening back doors, it needs to become front doors. (laughs) And those basically those companies are becoming the television studios of today. You know, we don't go to NBC or ABC or CBS. Those all are ABC, NBC and CBS, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's like that. And I think you need to start paying the people that are creating content for it. And I think that's what they're going to take out of, you know, of steam. I think they're going to take that whole incentivize incentivizing these content creators. But we'll see how that we'll see how that shakes out. It's going to be an interesting year. This this fall is going to be very interesting to see what they release. It's going to be something, but it's going to be very very interesting, very interesting. And if they and if they buy Coinbase, then that just bloop, shoots their crypto right through right through to the mainstream. It makes sense, but I'm sure they'll get flagged by the SEC for doing that. Anyways. Maker, we got it at five sixty nine. We got Augur at thirty four dollars, and that's all theoretical speculation on my part. That's just me reading the tea leaves. Like I'm just, I follow this stuff all the time, so it's just me speculating. None of it's probably true, but then again, I I, I wasn't wrong on them creating their own blockchain. <laughs> Once they got caught up in Congress, I was the first one to call it right. Right when he said it, right when they got caught up in Congress, I was like, I feel, I feel like this is all manipulated on purpose from Facebook. I feel like they leaked the information. I feel like they wanted to get called into Congress. Like, I feel like this is all a reason for them to get forced into creating their own blockchain. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, but that's me. I'm a wild conspiracy theorist, right? (laughs) So go listen to that Facebook episode. It it was good. It was a good episode. I think it was a thriller coin talk episode too at that. I think I just went on a rant for like 30 minutes on that. Anyways, enough of that. Got Bitcoin Diamond at $2.35. We got Doge at two tenths of a cent. Golem at 33 cents. Bat at 26 cents. I'm super bullish on Bat these days. I'm just 110% believe that that's going to be the first ERC20 token showing up on Coinbase Pro later this year. I really do. Like, I'm there's, <laughs> I am gonna, like, I am gonna scream to the top of the rooftops because I, I, I almost, I'm not almost, I'm 110% certain that Bat is going to be the ERC-20 token on Coinbase, the very first one. I really do. It might be like some other one. You know, a lot of people are going to be like, no, it's not going to be that one, Car. It's going to be Oh My's Go. You know, you're probably right. It probably will be Oh My's Go, you know, or something like that. That would make sense. But me personally, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's going to be bad. Something tells me. Something tells me it's going to be bad. Plus, we've been doing the research. It'll be bad. Trust me. The only one I think out of all of them, I, I think Mana has the least, the least opportunity to show up on there, even though I did think it is. I think it will show up there eventually. I just think the very first round, I think Mana will probably take a back seat. But I do think Bat and Civic have the best opportunities too. And probably Oh Might's Go, honestly. It, it does. You know, people love Oh Might's Go. 
Um, so yeah, that, that, that's another one. But if you're, I mean, if you get in on some bat right now at 26 cents, that's still a good price. I know it's not 19 or 20 cents like it was a week ago, but still 26 cents is better than nothing. It usually hangs around 45, 50 cents. That's where it was pre, you know, dip, major dip that we just had. So it's going to get back to that range around the time of the end of the year. So yeah, 26 cents sounds like a steal right now. And then if you're not even doing that, if you don't even want to purchase bat, which is totally cool, you need to make sure that you download the Brave Bowser. They give you free bat there too as well. Um, I think you get some every month, but you got to give it away to like certain sites and you choose sites or the YouTube channels. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, they actually have a whole governing kind of body to it. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And I think that's pretty much it for the rest of the coin market cap. I don't see anything sticking out. We got Knowles at up 7% at 271. Polymath, 37 cents. Remember when Polymath was a dollar? Poor Polymath. They got Factum at 11.93. Factum is one that I'm like looking at and I'm like, dang, man, I would love to get me some Factum, but it's at 11.93. Man, that was hitting at around 45, 50 bucks earlier this year. Man, I don't know. I'm just going to have to gotta pick your spots. Um, other than that, I think that's basically it. Um, with that, let's get on to our main topic. Today, we're discussing the 90s.com bubble. Yes, it's a cryptocurrency show. Yes, we talk about blockchain technology, but we also talk about the future and the past. And today we're talking the past of the 90s.com bubble and its correlation to how the crypto markets are shaking out right now. At this very moment right now, there's somebody who is literally tearing their eyes out because they didn't cash out their Bitcoin or they didn't cash out their Ripple or they didn't cash out, you know, 30 other coins that they were hodling at the beginning of the year. You know, this this market, this cryptocurrency market is nothing like we've ever seen. And I will make that explicitly certain when we talk about it here in the main topic, because the 90s.com boom has a lot of nothing to do with what's going on right now in the crypto scene. But it does have a lot to do with what's going on right now in the crypto scene. It's very much parallel. It really is. It's, it's strangely parallel. The only difference is the market. The market is entirely different because it's not stocks. It's crypto, baby. Let's get into our main topic now. Anything for you. Till my castle's blue. Till my walls descend. Just to see you. I'll give you anything. I'll give you anything. I'll give you anything. 
So in the early 90s, there was uh, Tim Berners-Lee, and he started a revolution. That revolution was World Wide Web. Now, the subsequent boom and bust that happened later in the decade was all a race for gold. It was a new frontier. A lot of new companies were trying to find venture capital and funding. A lot of these startups were a failure and none of them really turned a profit except for a very few. Investors poured money into the internet startups during the 1990s in the hope that those companies would one day become profitable. And many investors and venture capitalists abandoned a cautious approach for fear of not being able to cash in on the growing use of the internet. It was a period of rapid technological advancement in many areas, but it was the commercialization of the internet that led to the greatest expansion of capital growth the country had ever seen before. Cisco and Oracle were driving the organic growth into the technology sector. It was the upstart.com companies that fueled the stock market surge that began in 1995. Over the next five years, they were fed cheap money, easy capital, market overconfidence, and pure speculation. Venture capitalists anxious to find the next big score freely invested in any company with a .com after its name. Does it remind you of anything? There was this um, preposterous period that might have lasted two years uh, when everybody felt that the laws of gravity had been suspended. There were a lot of business plans that would have, have a section of the business plan that said, and then a miracle happens, you know, and out the other side comes the product. I think it was pretty clear uh, by about 1999 that, uh, that this was a bubble. People were in a state of denial for too long. Things were, beginning, were getting very brittle, and something was going to happen. Monday, March 13, 2000. A large number of sell orders for technology stock worth several billion dollars were processed at the same time. The stock market plummeted, triggering frantic selling. Now, I had bought stock in Sun, Selectron, Yahoo. You know, I'd done my research. I didn't think I was stupid. And of course, the thing about a bust is it doesn't say, oh, let's just gradually shut the water down here. It's like, you know, let's cut off the water system itself. All of these stocks in a year or two or more prior to that had a, had a positive line on their graph charts going up. I said, how, how bad could, surely this cannot happen on all of these companies. Every single one tanked. So it wasn't just crummy companies and bad ideas that got shut off. Everybody said, okay, that was a dumb idea, stop now. Within two years, $5 trillion in market value of technology companies was erased. Companies that invested in internet infrastructure went bankrupt. Buildings sat empty. Tens of thousands of IT workers lost their jobs. Now, there was one company out of all of these through the bus that actually came out the other side even better. And it was because of their winning strategy. Now, that strategy seems obvious now because a lot of these companies these days 
think like that. But at the time, it was so profound that no one saw it coming or no one else imagined that was the right thing to do. The Amazon IPO took place in May 1997. The company was just two years old, had precious few revenues and no profits. But Bezos was already calling Amazon Earth's biggest bookstore and hyping its potential to the sky. People were poo-pooing it as, wait a minute, it's just a bookstore, it's not profitable, it's going to run out of money and go out of business. And then you had a lot of other people saying, no, it's Dell, it's this tremendous new model and they're going to grow so quickly. And so right from the get-go, it was tremendously controversial. Any time that Jeff had the opportunity, he'd lower prices so that there would be more growth. And quite unlike many other business executives who hold their prices to uh, make more in profit. Now, truth be told, Bezos wasn't actually saying that profits didn't matter or that Amazon could go on losing money indefinitely. He was saying that in the formative gold rush land grab moment in the development of the web, profits could and should be sacrificed temporarily in favor of rapid growth. The strategy Bezos boiled down to three simple words, get big fast. Get big fast was really important for us. It was our critical strategy and the reason is we knew that we could offer customers a better experience if we had a certain amount of scale. And I think he hit it right on the button because scale is a big thing, which brings me back to cryptocurrency, Bitcoin in particular. So this information is from the SSRN alert. SSRN is a worldwide collaborative of over 352,000 authors and 2.2 million users. They have over a thousand different subject areas and they have e-journals and 756,000 scholarly working papers. This particular paper is over Bitcoin. And I thought it was very interesting because they have a graph here that has a scatter plot of the Bitcoin market cap versus the number of active users. And the points become darker as time progresses, but the latest crashes, the three latest crashes indicated by the color plots and arrows indicating the size of the correction, it shows that active users again with a different scale as a function of time with a linear scale and Bitcoin market cap is overlaid with the gray line. Now I know you can't see this, but the red and dashed yellow lines are non-linear regression fits of active users. Basically, they're going in two different directions. It means the active user data indicates a shrinking growth rate, which a range of parameters of our generalized McAfee's law gen translates into slowing growth in market capitalization. Upon further analysis, you can see that it indicates current support levels for the Bitcoin market in the range of 22 to 44 billion, which is four times less than the current level. On this basis alone, the current market cap resembles that of early 2014, which was followed by a year of sideways and downward movement. And they're saying given the high correlation of cryptocurrencies, the short-term movements of other cryptocurrencies are likely to be affected by the corrections in Bitcoin. Because we know all alts go with Bitcoin. Bitcoin today is not what Bitcoin was in 2009. It's the same name, it's the same 21 million coin cap, it's more or less the same transaction structure, but a lot of other things have changed quite dramatically. One of the stories of scaling is that sometimes the only thing that scales is the brand. 
So one of the issues that you have to reconcile yourself with is that Bitcoin 15 years ago may only 15 years from now may only share with today's Bitcoin three or four fundamental properties, a 21 million coin cap. That's not going away. If that goes away, it's not Bitcoin. But that, the brand name, and some basic architecture characteristics, everything else may change. Everything else may be completely revised, and we'll just still call it Bitcoin. I wanted to play that clip because even though the people that are doing this research about Bitcoin being a bubble, I wanted you to hear Andreas let you know that there is scalability with Bitcoin over time and that those key characteristics that make it a valuable asset still holds true years from now. The last clip is from Vitalik Buterin and the ICOs and the cause that it has started, good and bad. Check this out. On the one hand, I think it's clear why ICOs are very useful, because without them, you know, just funding open source software is very difficult, right? Yeah, so you know, if you find, like, there was this Heartbleed bug two years ago where like, a bunch of major websites got hacked, and when they started asking why, they realized that it's basically there was this piece of software called OpenSSL, and even though multi-billion dollar companies use it, the amount of actual funding on it was just like a couple of people and a few thousand dollars a month. So here, you know, you have finally for one particular kind of open source software, suddenly it's really, really easy to fund it and you know, you get lots and lots of money. And so on the one hand, uh, you know, this is good because it means that there are things that are very useful to people that go from not being able to be funded to being able to be funded quite well. And Ethereum itself definitely owes its own existence to that. But at the same time, there are also challenges. So one, and one of them is just the market is not mature enough yet and it doesn't know well how to distinguish um, projects that make sense from projects that don't make sense. And I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've learned from the 90s dot-com bust was our generation, this generation that we're in right now, we're more self-governing. And I don't mean to sound, you know, arrogant about that, but we are. This generation of technologists are just uh, better at uh, self-governing ourselves, or at least attempting to. We're willing to try things that haven't been tried before. We're willing to work with the community to do things that haven't been done before. I think that is probably the biggest difference between what happened in, that, in the 90s boom and what's happening now. There was some further information that I read and one big speculation bubble that they're projecting long-term is in 2023. Some research has shown that that is going to be the year when cryptocurrencies reaches its max. But who knows? There's also things that I have read that said that we are in a two-year sideways pattern with Bitcoin. Who knows? Do I think that we have experienced a crash already? I don't think so. I think it's more of a correction. I think where we were six months ago was fabulous. It was great. But I think the shakeout of certain ICOs and certain projects that were going that had no actual use case were shown in a light that 
you know, got people thinking. So it's good that we are in the space that we are in right now. I think there's still going to be a run towards the end of the year. I just don't know if that's going to be such a big run as it was last year. We will wait and see. And with that, let's get on to the end of the show. Oh, 
You know, wherever we go with this new era that we're in, it's all going to be fine because the technology is really there. I know it's going to take us some time to actually get the technology that we're seeking where it becomes so second nature to us. But within the next five years, that should develop itself. I'm excited for the future. I'm not worried at all when it comes to Bitcoin. I feel like it will reiterate itself over time. Just as long as you buy Bitcoin and save the world. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Killer Podcast with Carr Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go through your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto. And not call. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time. 